cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol, gol, Bienvenido. Bienvenido, Scott. And all Bilbos y Bilbas. You really gonna go with that, aren't you? Yeah, I think that that is what our listeners are calling. Do you want to explain that for someone who hadn't listened bend to it, the second Bend it like episode? Beckett, listeners, are throngs of fans are known as Bilbos and Bilbas, and we are welcoming you, loyal Bilbos and Bilbas, who already knew that, who listened to both the first and the second, to episode three. The World Cup has really gotten going in the last few days over the weekend. A lot of things happen. We'll touch on a few of them. We will touch on a few of them. Mostly upsets. Not a lot of favorites. And heartbreak. Did anything. Some heartbreak for some other teams. But uh, I think that the it's almost hard to say what the biggest game of the weekend is. Is it Iceland-Argentina tying 1-1? Or is it Mexico beating Germany 1-0? As much as it pains me, I think it's got to be Mexico beating Germany 1-0. I think so. I think because... It's Germany, mm-hmm. the defending World Cup champs. Correct. But Mexico is really good. They are. And Mexican fans would expect them to make maybe the quarter or the semifinals. I th- but I don't think they would expect them to beat Germany. No, but I bet you some of them would. Yes, I, I would say the more reasonable ones. Yes, would not expect them yeah. to beat Germany. I, you know what? I, that's a good point. I did speak to a... Um, Mexican fan on Saturday night, and he predicted a 3-1 defeat at the hands of Germany. So he was a little more realistic, um, but I'm sure he was thrilled with their 1-0 victory. I think the most probably realistic fan would have said, or the the best case scenario for a realistic fan would have said uh, 1-1 draw. 2-2 2-2 draw. Yes, when the U.S. played Germany, uh, was it four years ago? Did they play them in 14? Or was it 10? Um, I think it was 10 because I, we played. Oh, no, no, no. It was, uh, it was that's, 14. That's what best yeah. case scenario is a 1 1 draw. Right. Um, you know, worst case scenario, we get blown out of the water. Right. And, and really, besides Russia beating Saudi Arabia 5 0 and Belgium today winning 3 yeah. 0, those are the only two blowouts of the entire World Cup so far. You know what the um, common factor in both those games? Go ahead. Both featured Chelsea players. Former okay. Chelsea players. Pretty much Yuri every game. off on, on, on Russia. <laughs> pretty much every game features a Chelsea player somewhere. Well, for, uh, Belgium had four. Former. That, well, imagine, former. imagine if Mourinho hadn't gotten rid of De Bruyne. Or Lukaku. Or Lukaku. Imagine how Even good though Chelsea I don't know if it, De Bruyne was on his watch. I don't know. Or Salah. Oh, Chelsea would be awesome. It'd be really good. Um, Belgium is really good, and they, they began to show it. It took them a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I think what happens with a lot of these really good teams, they have all of these star players who, on their individual club teams, are the guy. Mm-hmm. Then they have to figure out how to play together in different systems with different superstars. Correct. And so I think sometimes that's what happens. I, from watching the Germany game, that seemed to really be the case. There wasn't a single German player who said, 
I am going to take this on my shoulders because yeah. they were all like, well, we're all really good. So somebody's mm-hmm. going to score. You know, Draxler might score. Royce is coming off the bench. So th- there was a lot there. I think, I don't think anybody's worried about Germany. No. They should figure it out, but it's going to be tough. Yeah. I, I mean, I say it's going to be tough. They, they have, uh, what, Sweden and Saudi, South Korea in their group. Yeah. They should beat both of those, but they definitely need to figure something out in the first half of their next game or I think panic will start setting in. Yeah, I think you, I agree. So we'll start just quickly run down the games that happened Saturday. There were four of them. You watched France-Australia. I did not. I did. I did get up an hour after it started. I had recorded it, but I did watch the first half, and I did watch the second half. Um, that was a, a good performance by Australia. They're a good team. They're, they're usually a tough team, well sort of organized, very athletic. Mm-hmm. They remind me a, a lot, typically, when I watch them, of the way the U.S. plays. Yeah with athletic guys and maybe a few skilled players, but yeah. they're going to be a tough game, but I wouldn't expect them to win any of these games. Yeah, this this one kind of reminded me a little bit of the Egypt-Uruguay, where kind of a last-minute Paul Pogba goal that he drilled off the crossbar that that went over the line. It yeah. was a correct call. It was clearly over. It almost didn't even look like a shot. No, but, but kind of heartbreak for Australia there. They were trying to hang on late. Um, much like Egypt, much like Morocco late, to only have it taken up. Much like today, we just watched Tunisia and England. Yeah, there's been a lot of those. And actually, I'm looking at the uh, the official scoring of the France-Australia game. They gave that as an own goal instead Did of a they? Pogba goal. It was a Pogba goal initially, but I'm uh-huh. looking at it now. It says Behich own goal. So I'm huh. thinking that Pogba's shot must have been deflected, deflected. pretty heavily, Yeah, uh, which is interesting. Uh, so that's 2-1. That that did end up, at the end of the day, going the way we thought it would. Yeah. Maybe closer than we thought, but yeah. definitely the way we thought it would. The next game was the pretty epic game of Iceland-Argentina. Lionel Messi obviously feeling the pressure from watching Ronaldo's hat trick the day before against yeah. Spain. And then Iceland with, like always, nothing to lose. Yeah. And uh, defending very, very well in a very organized fashion. But then they go down 1-0 in the 18th minute. Yeah, what do you what do you think about the the theory that Argentina forces the ball to Messi and then everybody stands around and waits for Messi to do what Messi does? I think that was happening later. Kind of like LeBron. I, we, we, I was, was talking about this. Like we were talking about with LeBron. You know, everybody just throws the ball to LeBron and then kind of stands back and let LeBron go one-on-one with his defender and, and see what he can do. I think that that definitely is the problematic default that Argentina get, goes to sometimes. And late in the game, when nothing was working, that's what happened. Early in the game, they had several chances, and they weren't all messy chances. They yeah. were Aguero chances. They were um, some of the, the other guys in and around the team. You know, their midfield is really good. Yeah, uh, it's, not, it's not the best, but it's a good midfield. Their, their attack is crazy. They bring on... Uh, Iguain late, but not Dybala. Yeah, Th- there's there's things they can do that I'm not worried about Argentina as far as getting out of the group. I mean, I'm most worried about if they, like you're saying, default to just giving it to Messi because yeah. what was happening was Iceland being the very organized and very hardworking team they were. They had two guys on Messi every time he touched it. Yeah, and so that means somebody is wide open obviously. And somebody on Argentina being wide open is a really, really good player. Yeah. But Messi either couldn't find that person or Iceland would cover that person quickly or get the ball off of Messi. That was the best I've really ever seen a defense play against Messi. He really did not have much room. But that said, even him taking the penalty is very much a, 
I'm Lionel Messi. I have to do this. Yeah. He's not a good penalty taker. Yeah. He's, I think they said he's missed five of his last ten. There has to be someone else on Argentina that's better at penalties than him. Mm-hmm. But they're never going to get the chance. Just like on free kicks. He's a, he's a great free kick taker, so I'm not saying he should not be taking those. Yeah. But no one will ever get a chance on that team with him on the field. Fair point. So it's it's... I don't know. At the same time, like we said with Germany, you're looking at a team with a ton of stars and nobody that's the focal point. Mm-hmm. And that could be a problem too. So I, I see both sides of it, but I do think if you watch that game, there was several opportunities for someone else to do something besides Messi that didn't really get a chance to do well, it. Well, Aguero scored their first goal, didn't he? Yes. On a fantastic turn and just smash. That was, yeah, he, that was a shot from a defender that he somehow controlled yeah. and then turned and scored. Yeah. So there are other guys who can step up. They just need to step up. Yeah. So, but Iceland, uh, you know, played really well. And now you look at where Iceland is with a draw against the best team in the group. Correct. Now they have Croatia and Nigeria to play. They're going to look at this and say, we have a chance now and probably go for a win against probably Nigeria. Yeah. Which could result in a 4-0 loss because Nigeria is really talented. Mm -hmm. Or it could result in Iceland getting a win and looking up and saying, we get out of screw. Yeah. So there's a lot to go. I don't think Iceland will play the same way against Croatia and Nigeria. I mean, that said, they scored a goal really quickly after allowing a goal. Yeah, it's not four like minutes they just, after, I believe, they, they, yeah. they scored. So it's not like they didn't do anything. But uh, I think that it will be really interesting to see, will they be rewarded for going for a game and trying to win it? Or will it all backfire and say, hey, that's not who you are. You know, you have to play this defensive style and, and try to sneak a win out. Yeah, Nigeria, like you said, is a talented team. The African teams are always talented and tough. U.S. saw that last two World Cups with Ghana. Yeah. Um, But Croatia didn't seem to have much problem with them. Croatia did not play well, and they ended up winning. There's a lot of inexperience on Nigeria. The coach even said, we're four years away. Mm -hmm. He said, we're in the World Cup because, you know, we played well, but we're four years away from being really good. So I think that that's a team that can beat anyone. They could even probably beat Argentina if Argentina's not on their game. But what Croatia did was they didn't screw up, and they basically hung around long enough to get a 2-0 win. Yeah. They let their experience show over Nigeria. Croatia, like I said, didn't play well. They sent home their best, their second-best striker in Nikola Kalinic uh, for refusing to come on the field. <laughs> so now they have one striker, which will be really interesting. That one striker is... Pretty good. Yeah, so Croatia's definitely in the, uh, what is it, the catbird seat for this group. They're they're leading the group, they're looking down, and they, they will need to, you know, get a draw or a win against Iceland, and then probably a draw against Argentina. But uh, they're doing pretty well. Peru-Denmark game. What yeah. a what a weird game. Yeah, this is one I had to listen to. As, as, as did I. Yes, we both listened to this game. It sounds like, and, and, and from watching the highlights, Peru dominated the game. And from talking to Peruvians here in the Beckett office, Peru dominated the game, couldn't finish. Um, uh, Cueva missed his penalty at the end of the first half. Yes, that was a terrible penalty. No, I didn't even see the penalty. He did it. He started from outside the box, did a full stop hesitation, which I'm pretty sure you're not even allowed to do. Yeah. His momentum completely stopped. Then he started his momentum again and sent it about 10, 10 yards over the goal. I mean, it was just... Not close. Yeah. Which, whenever I see someone do a hesitation penalty, I automatically am hoping they miss because I think it's stupid. Yeah, you, you've got some questions as to why their captain, um, Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah. Paolo. Paolo Guerrero. Yeah. Did why not was he? Start. Uh, the the 
reasoning was that he was not necessarily match fit, ready to go 90. At least that's through the Peruvians that really? I spoke to today. That's what their manager said. I just um, feel like you got to start with your leader. You, even if he can't go 90, yeah. you can sub him off. Yeah. But you got to start with your best team, right? He had that, absolutely. He had that back heel late that was just why. Oh, that was pretty um, nice. It was really nice. Um, they had plenty of chances, didn't finish. So now their backs are up against the wall. Hmm. Ideally, they need two wins, which is going to be really tough when they're playing France and Australia. Um, yeah, it is going to be. You know, you may be able to get through with a draw with France and a win against Australia. And just, yeah, hope things fall right. And hope things fall right. Hope Australia beats Denmark. Um, but it's going to be tough for them. So yeah, I picked but, him to go second out of that group. So yeah, my homework pick. That was my Iceland pick. Like, yeah, like I, I think I, I think I went with Denmark just to be different, but it is it is it was a disappointing showing for sure. Yeah, from a team that waited for thirty six years to come back to the World mm-hmm. Cup and to, to do that blow so many chances was tough. Moving on to Sunday, we had uh, the early game was another one of those early games. It's not really that good. Serbia, yeah. uh, Costa Rica, which. As we talked about, you know, those CONCACAF teams can play tough, and Costa Rica had a good World Cup, but I'm looking at this as Costa Rica's World Cup is over. They lose 1-0 to Serbia on a Kolarov beautiful free kick. Yeah, I mean, they did the best that they could. I mean, I watched it. It wasn't very exciting. No, it was cagey. Um, You know, Serbia did what they needed to do. Yeah, I, I, I just think if you don't get a win, you don't get any point against Serbia... And then your group is, uh, shoot, what is it? Brazil. Brazil, Switzerland. Switzerland. I don't see them getting a win against Brazil, obviously. And if you watch the way Switzerland played, they're really good. They're really good defensively. I don't see Switzerland, you know, giving up much to Costa Rica. So I'm really thinking Costa Rica's World Cup is over. Um, You've got to think so. You don't think they're not going to get any um, points against Brazil. Be shocking. Um, like you said, Switzerland hung with Brazil, so yeah, I don't to see not it. get any points against Serbia. Kaelin Avis had some big saves, yeah. so it could have been worse. Um, you know, he made an attempt on the free kick too. Um, it wasn't like one of those where he was completely caught. Yeah, it was just a perfect. Yeah, it I was mean, Kolarov is placed. magical with um, the left foot, and and I just don't think they have enough. I, you know, they could surprise us, but unless some major implosion. I mean, for for Costa Rica to make it, you're talking about probably Brazil not making it out of the group because they'd have to beat or draw with Brazil. And that'd be two draws for Brazil. I mean, it would be, it would be a major upset. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're done. And we'll, we'll talk real quick about the Brazil Switzerland game before we get to the, the biggest sort of upset of the weekend, biggest game of the weekend. Brazil Switzerland was really interesting. Continue with a beautiful, uh, very classic Coutinho goal from outside the box. As I was saying earlier, that's the only outside the box non free kick that I've seen go in. Yeah, uh, a lot of shots have been sailing wide so far. He had a chance late too. Yeah, played it right off his chest, right to his right foot, and sliced it. Just wide. sliced it way wide. Yeah. I thought that was it. I thought okay, Brazil wins. Yeah, you know, and he just sliced it. Yeah, uh, the Switzerland goal was pretty inexcusable defending from Brazil on a corner. I mean, just. Right to the defender. He was. It was pretty physical, I guess. Yeah, there was some talk. Um, did he push off? Um, there's a lot of grabbing and pushing on any of those free kicks. Um, I think it was okay. I think yeah. I don't think there was enough to overturn any. No, I think it was fine. But but still, it, it was. 
a pretty easy goal for Switzerland to, yeah. to come up with. And then Switzerland defended really well. They have Licksteiner and Rodriguez at fullback, really good fullbacks, mm-hmm. and, and, and just a pretty solid defense. So I think I discounted Switzerland in our in our preview, but after watching that, I'm thinking they're probably the most likely team to come out of this group. Serbia, I don't know, maybe, but maybe. I'm thinking Switzerland's the team. And then we'll talk about the biggest game of the weekend, the one that sent the most shockwaves, I think, through the footballing world. Yeah. Mexico, Germany. Mexico wins 1-0 on a Irving Lozano. 35, 35th minute goal. Chucky. It goes like Chucky. Just like to say that. Oh, man. It's fun. So we've talked about this. Yeah. Uh, everyone wants El Tri to be our second favorite team. No. Uh, they're not. They're not. But I love watching Germany lose. Do you? Oh, yeah. <sighs> you, oh, you're partial to Germany. Fleischer. It's a German last name, sir. I thought you were Irish. I am mostly Irish, according to my Ancestry.com DNA test. I'm 63% Irish, but the rest is mostly but German. But your children are half Mexican. They are. They are. And my son did have his Mexican jersey on, his Mexico jersey on. Um, but I don't know. It was a good It was a good win. They're, they're a really good team. It's hard for me as a, as a U.S. fan to say that. They are, they are really good. And, and Osorio is, is taking some heat in the media um, for his dis- defensive tactics. But like you said today, they love Osorio when they're up one nil on Germany and have to defend yeah, when they for have, another, what is it, 60 minutes? Yeah, when they have to defend for 60 minutes, <laughs> they love wonderful. those defensive yeah, tactics. It was great. Those counterattacks were unbelievable for Mexico, and Chicharito messed up like five of them in a yep. row. Yep. That was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I couldn't believe it. There was one, all he had to do was slide an easy pass to Vela, and he overhits it. Yeah. There was one he went for, the, he tried to draw the foul in the box instead of kicking, like shooting the ball. Yeah. And then uh, the the ageless wonder, Rafa Marquez, did come oh, on. on. Fifth I was, World Cup. I was hoping he'd score an own Only goal the, <laughs> the fourth player in World Cup history to play in, uh, in five World Cups. Uh, one of the other ones was. Uh, I think it's the other way around. I think it's he's the fifth player to play in four World Cups, right? No, yes, yes. No, 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 no. No, no it's five it's World five, Cups. Yeah, you're right. You're right. One. Fourth player. To um, World Cups. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna remember the names. But but Riga Bersong. Uh, there is a German player who was got one. Um, played in the '90 World Cup. All right, and then there's another game. Mexican player who's played in five World Cups. We're just gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna, gonna, we're gonna Google on the Antonio Carabajal. Okay. Played in five World Cups for Mexico. Okay. Lothar Matthaus, which you go. we, we That's all the German. Know of. Uh, and then Rafa Marquez played in five World Cups. That's it. There's only three. There's only three? I thought there was one more. German? Oh, here we go. Gianluigi Buffon was in five in there the squad, go. but he only played in four because oh, he was okay. a goalkeeper. Okay, okay. There That's you go. the. the um, oh, I was wrong. Rigobert Song played in, he missed a World Cup, but then he played in like four, a, right? Didn't he play four. in four, but he missed one? He could have played in five? Yeah, he uh, yeah. So he played. This is what's crazy. He played in the 1994 World Cup, the 1998, the 2002, and the 2010. That's really crazy. That's wild. <laughs> but he could have played at five. But I don't know if they didn't. Cameroon didn't make it, or if he wasn't in the squad. But either yeah. way, there's all kinds of crazy stuff like that. But Rafa Marquez playing 2002, six, ten, fourteen, and eighteen. And old too. And the other thing, captaining in all of them. That's so he was a captain in 2002. That's kind of impressive. I would like to give him credit, but I won't. You're a good American. I'm a good American. <laughs> so that's a big win for them. You've got to think that they're... I mean, well, we we picked them to get through 
anyway? Did we not? They were getting out of this group no yes. matter what. There, there's no doubt that they were going to get out of this group because the group is Sweden and South Korea. Is and Germany in trouble? I, I Yeah, we'll talk about this in a second. Okay. I, it is something worth discussing. Are they in trouble? I don't think they're in trouble, but I think they could be down the line because of this, and we'll talk about that. Real quick, running through today's game, Sweden-South yep. Korea was really a brutal game. Uh, complete foul fest. Yep. Sweden wins on a penalty from Andreas Gronkvist. The right way to take a penalty. 1-0. Yeah, just a couple steps and slide it yeah. in. Belgium with the uh, only the second sort of domination of any team with a 3-0 win over Panama. But it was nil-nil at halftime. Yes, it was. And 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 Lukaku hadn't done anything at, at the all. half. Yeah. Nothing. It was almost invisible. Yeah. Came on head two. Yeah, he had two. Dries Mertens with a beautiful goal. And right. then Lukaku... Uh, Great goal off of a outside of the foot cross from De Bruyne, and mm-hmm. then a breakaway goal with a chip. Yep. The interesting, the other one that almost became a very big upset was Tunisia, England. Another one like Egypt getting their heart broken at uh, death. All of the Arabic speaking countries have had heartbreaking games, and or Saudi Arabia just got murdered. But yeah. Morocco, Tunisia, and Egypt all with heartbreaking losses in stoppage really, time. Really sad for Tunisia. Yeah. I mean, England they, was the better team. They didn't deserve it. No, but they, of course not. They had a 1-1 into stoppage time before Against Harry Kane uh, just poaching at the back corner. Yep, for his uh, second goal of the game. So, you know, England was really trying to England the whole thing, and they, and they didn't they end up doing did. it. They almost did. They almost did, but they didn't. So good on them for sticking with it. Yeah. So who's in trouble? That's a, Who's in trouble and who's in the best position? We'll run through this really quickly. So, of the big upsets, is Argentina in trouble? I don't think so. I think they've got to get out of that group. They're too it talented. Is, it is the toughest group. It is, but they're, they're too talented. Now, if they had lost, then, then I think they are in trouble. I think the draw is a much bigger deal, obviously, than the loss. Yeah. Getting still having a point, meaning if they beat Nigeria or... Which I think they, can, I think they do. Yeah. I think they come back strong. So, then it's... It's a four points for them, and they can even draw another game and have five points. You're usually getting out of a group of five points. Yeah, I think they're okay. So we'll say Argentina is okay. However, being in the group of death does make it interesting. Yeah. Germany is definitely okay. They're going to get out of this group because they're not going to lose or draw with Sweden or South, South Korea. Korea. That's six points, right? Right. So the question is, if Mexico continues to win, Mexico gets out of this group as the leader. Correct. Germany is the second best team in the group. That makes it much harder for Germany to make the final again because they're going to be playing out the winner of another group. Correct. So this could come back to bite Germany. It may not. Yeah. It may be a total blip. A lot of, you know, several times teams have lost the first game. Spain yeah. lost the first game in the tournament that they won. Yeah. But not winning the group could be a big deal. And Mexico should beat South Korea and Sweden pretty easily. You would think. Unless they get a little too cocky. Right, and they That's they, true. they they kind of uh, tap the brakes a little bit and put it on cruise control. You got to think they they they've got to be mentally tougher than that to to kind of at the World Cup not do that. Yeah, I don't I don't think they will. I think that they they now sort of smell blood. They they really like they've been really hyped. Uh-huh. This has been a very very hyped Mexican team, and they got a huge win. And I I would think they have enough experience to say. Okay, this is a validation, but yeah. now we have to keep proving it. I, I mean, like I said, I'm not necessarily cheering for them, but I don't think that they're going to be the team that gets cocky because they want to win the group. No. 
We'll yeah. see. And then Brazil with the draw against Switzerland, do we feel like they're okay? They, I, again, they've got to be. They're I feel like talented. they're okay. That was my tip, pick to win it. Um, they sure did get fouled a lot yesterday. I think so. I think that the what we talked about with Messi, I think Brazil way over relies on Neymar. For a team that has guys like Coutinho, that has guys mm-hmm. like Gabriel Jesus, mm-hmm. that has... They play too many defensive midfielders. I mean, they needed a goal, and they brought on two defensive midfielders. Yeah, they had Firmino on the bench. They had—I uh, can't think about it right now—but they had plenty of other options, and they brought on two defensive midfielders. That doesn't—that doesn't really make sense to me. I think that they're going to have to fix that. Um, who else do they have on the bench? They had Douglas Costa didn't even play. Ederson yeah. didn't play. Tyson didn't play. Bobby Firmino came on in like the. I want to say Came like the 80th minute. Yeah, I mean, what did they do? They 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 have got to fix that, and I think they will. I, it did feel weird. It, you would think Switzerland is the team that would be making defensive midfielder substitutions in a 1-1 game. Yeah. Because Switzerland's happy with the draw. Yeah, absolutely. Brazil should not be. No. I, I think they fix that. I'm not worried about Brazil. Plus, their group, again, is not that hard. Correct. And then Group G, no one's in trouble in that group, no. right? No, that one's England fun. and Belgium. That one went exactly like we thought, and England will go on and beat Panama, Belgium will beat Tunisia. It'll be interesting watching Belgium play England, but I think by the time, like, I don't think that will matter that much because both teams will make it out. Yeah, I agree. So, hobby news. Hobby news. Let's talk a little hobby. Let's talk a little more Panini soccer. Um, Recently announced 2018 Panini Eminence Soccer. Now, this will go live on July 18th, uh, so right after the final here. Um, this is 10 cards per pack. You guaranteed nine autographs in that pack. Are you sitting down, Scott? You're looking at me sitting down. Oh, so you are sitting down. But it's because I passed out. <laughs> nine autographs? Nine autographs. Now, you're going to pay for that. How much am I going to pay? Early pre-sales are $9,000. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so now these are all... <laughs> You can, Scott is laughing. Now, now he's passed out again. Now he's passed out again. That's twice. That's sticker shock. So, like I said, every box of Panini Eminent Soccer will contain at least 10 cards with a minimum of 9 autographs. Now, each hand-packed box, Scott, now you're guaranteed autographs. You're going to get at least one of these Group A autographs, a Messi, a Cristiano Ronaldo, or a, or a Brazilian Ronaldo. So you're guaranteed one of those autographs in your box for $9,000. You're guaranteed one of them. Yes. You're oh. also guaranteed one of this from Group B. Neymar, Pele, Ronaldinho, Maradona, or Roberto Baggio. So you're going to get one of those as well. Really? Yeah. It's not over yet. You got one more group. Give me one more. You're guaranteed a Christian Pulisic, Javier Hernandez, Coutinho, Eric Cantona, Gabriel Batistuta or Zico. So three of your nine autographs are going to be from one of those. You know, you're going to get a Group A, a Group B, and a Group C. Really? Yes. That's pretty awesome. And these are. I like the way you said Batistuta. Batistuta. That, that that was one that was I remember as a as watching in the '90 World Cup. Batistuta. Okay. So there you go. That's exciting. Yeah. So the autograph checklist is massive, as as you would expect. All the big names are there. Uh, Beckenbauer, Bergkamp, Blanco, Cantona, Coutinho, Landon Donovan. Um, they go on and on and on. They've got autograph deals in place with, like I said, Brazilian Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Neymar, cut signatures from David Beckham, 
Zinedine Zidane, um, Johan Cruyff, Gerd Müller, Lev Yashin, the German or the uh, Russian goalkeeper. Um, so this is super high end. Not for everybody. Not for me. I can't afford nine thousand dollars. But for me. But for <laughs> but for you, you can you can go out and purchase this. Um, so it's very limited print run. Super high dollar. Um, everything is going to be, um, you know, there'll be platinum parallels, one of one parallels, on card autographs, super thick card stock. Um, I believe it comes in a wood box, so you're getting nice presentation. I'd pay nine thousand dollars just for just the wood for box. the wood box. So this this is um, this is coming out on the 18th. You also have some first time signers, um, including David Villa, Dennis Bergkamp, Falcao. Francesco Totti, Franco Baresi, Jeff Hurst, Gordon Banks, Ian Rush, uh, Luigi Rivera, Paolo Rossi, Rio Ferdinand, Robert, Robert Pires, and more. So those are all first-time signers. Dang. So some one in four hot boxes or one in four boxes, hot boxes. will be a hot box, which will include additional autograph content. And including some boxes, you'll get 15 total cards. So you've got a chance. You're going to get ten. You may get fifteen if for you, your nine thousand. If you hot box. If you get a hot box. Oh, if you get a hot box. Yes, this is this is a common hobby hobby term. I know. I just like saying hot. You box. just like saying hot box. Yeah. So that that is a that is some hobby recent hobby news that is the you know big panini product that is coming out here soon. Um, also, I wanted to touch on we are running a, a special right now the soccer online price guide fifty percent off any subscription. Um, you can access 64,000 soccer cards that are priced, including all of the World Cup, Panini World Cup stickers. Um, and we, you can use the promo code SCOPG50 and get 50% off your Beckett Soccer Online Price Guide. SCOPG50. SCOPG50. Use that code, everyone. You can get 50% off and access 64000 plus. And that's a big sale for us. We don't usually do 50%. No, we absolutely do not. So we wanted to do something special for the World Cup. It only happens once every something four years. Something special for our Bilbo's and Bilbo's. So we wanted to do something special, yes. So we, we've got over 300,000 card, 300, cards in the soccer database. We are adding more every day. Like I said, 64000 are currently priced. Adding more every week. Adding more cards priced. More cards added. I'm going to let you work your way out of this one. Just keep staring at me? Yeah. Panini Eminence is 9000 There you go. Now I'm back. <laughs> uh, speaking of Panini, did you see that a print facility in Argentina of the Panini, Panini stickers mm -hmm. was robbed by armed gunmen? I did not. And this they, seems to happen every World yeah, Cup. Apparently it happened year, in Brazil last time. Yeah, that there was a, there was a uh, truck robbery. It happened in uh, Argentina, and they stole like six hundred thousand or something like that. Six hundred thousand stickers or packs? Yeah, it was three hundred and sixty thousand dollars worth of World Cup stickers. Wow! So I guess I uh, if you're trying to buy stickers on the black market in Argentina, yeah, there's three hundred sixty thousand dollars worth out there. I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but uh, we were trying to track down some extra sticker packets for the kids right before the World Cup, and I could not find them. We really? several Walmarts, several Targets. I finally found them at a Walgreens after going to another Walgreens that was sold out. Everybody had plenty of albums. The sticker packets, couldn't find them. Well, 
They still don't have them at the it's Walmart these, by my house. These guys in Argentina have, that have them. They, they have them all. <laughs> also, I was just sent this video. This is hot off the presses. Mm-hmm. The plane carrying the Saudi Arabian team caught on fire while landing. I saw that, and I saw that they are safe. They are on safe. their way to their next match. Yes. This was one of the biggest issues concerning that, that people were concerned about with Russia getting the World Cup. Mm-hmm. One, Russia is a massive country. Correct. You have to fly. And Russian domestic air travel is notoriously dangerous and very outdated. Really? Yes. So, unfortunately, this is not necessarily surprising. Fortunately, they did land and are fine. Yeah. But this was a huge concern for a lot of people. They have got... Who do they they play next? uh, Let's see. Russia, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia plays Uruguay on the 20th. Yeah. Jeez. It's not going to be good for them either. That is, and a lot of stress leading up to this match after after suffering. Maybe they'll play like they've got nothing to lose. Maybe. I guess we'll have to tune in to see. What else are we going to tune in to see? We've got some upcoming games you want to preview before our next uh, podcast on Thursday. Yeah, we'll record Thursday after the games, and then we will um, talk about what has happened during the week and preview the weekend. Yeah. So today is Monday, Tuesday morning. Of course, Colombia, Japón. Yeah, this is the last group to play. Everybody at this time has played. Group H is the only one who hasn't played yet. Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. They will play tomorrow, which is Tuesday. We're saying Colombia wins that, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Poland, Senegal might be interesting. Poland should win. Yes. But Senegal, like we said, African teams give people problems. Sadio yep. Mane is a great player. Yep. We'll see. Russia, Egypt actually is going to be very interesting because Salah is supposed to play. Russia looked really good. Yeah, against I, a really bad team. I think that might have been a little bit of a fluke. However, yep. maybe the confidence makes them play really well. Yep. Egypt had their hearts broken but looked very good and organized. Mm-hmm. With, but they didn't have any teeth in attack. Correct. So they have Salah now. That'll be very interesting. Wednesday. Portugal-Morocco. We've got to say Portugal, right? Of course. Yeah. We'll just see how Ronaldo bounces back. <sighs> wow, Wednesday actually looks really lame. No offense, World Cup. Portugal-Morocco, Portugal's obviously winning that. Yes. Uruguay's obviously going to beat Saudi Arabia. Yes. Iran, Spain. Spain should win that easy. Could be close. No. Okay. I mean, <laughs> listen, anything can happen. Yeah. Wednesday looks like the most predictable day of the entire World Cup. Yes. And then Thursday, which is when we will be back with you, Denmark-Australia might be really interesting, especially from what you were saying about the way Australia played. Yeah. France-Peru. Peru is desperate they for a need, win. They need some points there. They need at least a draw out of that game. Yeah, and France maybe will be asleep. Yeah. We have no idea. Argentina-Croatia, that's a really good game. That is. That's probably the best game that we have. Yeah, I think that's probably the best evenly so. matched game between now and Thursday. It'll be interesting to see what changes Argentina makes. I, I am predicting for Croatia... What they did about halfway through the game, or a little more than halfway through the game, that really opened it up for them was they put in uh, Mateo Kovacic, the Real Madrid midfielder, in the central midfield and moved Modric basically up to the number 10 spot. Mm-hmm. And that opened things up a lot more. I bet they'll play that way. But they also don't have a backup striker. So that's interesting. Argentina will be interesting because Paulo Dybala did not play at all. Yeah. Is he a guy they bring in as a sub or as a starter? I think you got to mix it up. You have to do give, something. Give give Messi a new partner. Yeah, or play Aguero and Dybala. 
and then Messi behind them? I don't know. I, I don't really remember their sort of formation or what they're going to yeah. do, but they have a lot of options. They have a lot of ways they can vary things up. I you have to assume they're going to do something. They're going to do. They are going to do something. They're going to do something. That was they're going to show. That was a good sports point. Good sports. They're point. not going to forfeit. You have to assume <laughs> that they're still going to be in the World Cup. I think that was the best point of this whole However, episode. However, Croatia is a very tall team, and they had a, a lot of problems with Iceland's height. Mm-hmm. Iceland's height. They were concerned about that. And it, I mean, they didn't give up a header no, goal, but they uh, were definitely, here's a good sports word, out-physicaled. Out-physicaled. All right. We can go with that. Yeah. There's no reason for me to use that word, but I did. I support you in this word. Thank you. And so do all the loyal Bilbos and Bilbas. E Bilbas. So, uh, you know, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Yep. Get out of here. You should uh, subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes. You should. However you want to do that. Write a review. Subscribe. Write a review. Tweet us if you're listening. Use the hashtag Bilbos E Bilbas. <laughs> let's see if we can get that trending. Yeah. I think we can. Get B I L B O S Y. B-I-L-B-A-S. Bilbos y Bilbas. Tweet that at us. If you do, we'll give you the code again for the 50% off the soccer OPG. We will. If you lost it somewhere in here. PG50. I'm giving it to you right now for free. Oh, come on. Okay. Got to make people tweet at us. All right. We'll edit that out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, for Bend It Like Beckett, I am Scott Bedgood. And I am Brian Fleischer. Erta Puin. That's a boy! Hey!